to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another Friday episode. And happy Friday. Congrats for making it through this week because, man, it was an intense one. Um, I am Alexa, and with me is my co-host, Ambrosia. What's up, girl? What up? What up? <laughs> what up? What I is up? I was listening to Marky Mark, like old school Marky Mark. So, <laughs> Are you talking about like good vibrations? Because um, like what yeah. other song is there? Yeah, I think he has other songs. They're just not popular. <laughs> I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. Are Love you? Me some Mark Wahlberg. I didn't know this. Yeah. Like his music, his dance moves? No, the way he looks. Okay. Just the way he looks. <laughs> really nothing else about him. Got it. Um, Just the way he looks. Nice. Well, it's appropriate that we're talking about this on um, Let's Talk About Sex Friday. Let's yeah. talk about sex May. Um, yeah. This is the fourth week in our Let's Talk About Sex with Jody Newell series, and she is here, and we're going to get all into that and get into a very interesting part of sexuality and sex. Um, but before we do that, let's read and thank our amazing Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Thea Cynthia De Silva, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Shannon, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Nike, Mimi Abnetter, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Maribella Muncy, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartel, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Keeper, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Graham, Kara, Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, and Adonica Haskell. Thank you, guys. Um, thank thanks, you, thank you. Thanks for being a part. And we have so many new, so many new ones. And uh, again, Amelia Stevenson, if you are hearing this, um, contact us. Send a smoke signal, anything, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk to you about you know all of your your perks that you got. And Ambie, did you want to read a review? I do want to read a review. I'm excited. So episode 112, Mind Blowing, five stars uh, by Ken727. I am a Japanese living in Taiwan. As a big fan of this podcast and the two lovely American gals, what this episode just did was to make me finally want to spread the word by sharing this episode on my Facebook feed. Through the major- though the majority of my friends living in Japan don't speak English and may not even be familiar with the idea of listening to podcasts, I am sure that some of my friends will discover the nugget of the Arturian messages and will be blown away. Keep bantering as you two do, as you always do. That, among others, is the best part of this podcast. 
with much appreciation, Aritago, and love from Taiwan. Oh, that's so cute. That's so nice. I love that. We're international. I know. (laughs) We're kind of a big deal now, Alexa. (laughs) We're worldwide. Um, Thank you so famous. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing on your Facebook feed. I know that's, um, you know, it's like, it's kind of like sharing. I don't know. I'm sure it could kind of feel a little bit like coming out of the closet in certain ways when you're sharing stuff like this if you don't Mm -hmm. normally do it. So thank you for doing that. And if any other of – and if anyone else is listening and feels inspired to share this on their Facebook feed or anywhere else, we would be so deeply, greatly appreciative because, you know, we've said this in past episodes, but like we're sending out a beacon here and you can essentially be the beacon as well. And you are sending out a beacon as well every time you talk about it or share it or do anything and bringing everyone back home to this networking community. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And um, uh, what's it? Oh, goodness. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up here. Yeah, Ken. I thought it was Ken. Ken and I are Facebook friends now. So if there are any other listeners that want to be Facebook friends with us, Please send a request. We'd love to be Facebook friends with you. Yay. Or Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, let's welcome our our amazing friend, Jody Newell, back to the show. Hi, Jody. Thanks for sitting through uh, our reviews and um, Patreons. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love how you guys have grown and expanded and are fucking worldwide. That's fucking <laughs> worldwide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Ambi, for um, inviting me to be a part of month of this month of May. And let's talk about sex. Let's do it. What are we? What What are we talking about today? On this. So, at the end of the last episode, um, I think we ended on talking about boundaries and consent. Mm -hmm. So. That's what I want to address today. And it's so interesting. So the simple way to explain what boundaries are and and what consent is, is boundaries are your no, consent is your yes. Mm, That's good. I like that. Simple. Yes. Okay. So, so we talk about boundaries a lot, right? We talk about not having boundaries or having loose boundaries or having no boundaries or, or, or letting people run over our boundaries. So what does that mean? That means that we don't honor our no. Mm -hmm. We let other people not honor our no. And honestly, when other people don't honor our no, do you know what that is? That's just a reflection of us not honoring our no. They're just showing up, giving us the experience of how strong our boundaries are. That's all. Mm. Yep. So consent. Let's talk about consent when we say yes. I bet almost every single person has an experience with something called consent regret. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you say yes to something and then it turns out... Whoops, um, to be not what you thought it would be. The, the, you had an expectation and it 
turned out to be something other than what you might have expected, which is okay. So, consent regret. Um, to me, I, I feel like consent regret is another word for contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and when you hit the contrast, when you hit that feeling of like, oh, I'm a no to this, or my yes just got changed to no, that's a good thing. Do you know what that means? That means that you are living in the present moment. You're not attached to what you thought something was going to be. You're not attached to what you decided five seconds ago, a year ago, a decade ago. You're responding to what's being presented in the moment Hmm. and you're honoring how you feel. So what that means is you have consent, you have boundaries, and it's okay to change your mind. Oftentimes, it's not okay. Society tends to teach us, fuck that. You said yes. You promised. You are going to do this thing if it kills you, right? We we hear it from our parents. We hear it from our teachers. You know, you consented. If you you go back on your word, you're not a good person. Exactly. There's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to say, to tell you, There's something wrong. Okay, let me backtrack. There's nothing wrong with anything. You can be, do anything you want, anything. If you want to hold on to any choice that you've made, any yes, any consent you made, great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And it's okay to have consent regret and and manifest that forever for as long as you want there's no wrong there's nothing wrong with that either it's just an experience so if you are somebody though that would prefer or would like to practice being more in the present moment give yourself the freedom to change your mind now again some things aside let's say you know, we, we all, all three of us are going to go and we sit down to dinner and water gets served. And I get up and I said, you know what? I've changed my mind. I don't really want to have dinner. Um, I'm going to go do something else. Now society, everybody would be like, oh, fuck that. Are you kidding? We, we, we had plans. We were going to do this. We haven't seen each other in how long, right? Mm-hmm. We, we are really attached. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yet, if I'm staying in the present moment of how I feel, and all of a sudden, I feel nauseous, I have a headache, or I come to the restaurant and I feel like, I don't want to eat here. I, yeah. I don't, oh my, go- I, I, oh my gosh, the, you know, maybe the, the energy feels weird, or maybe the people you're meeting with, their energy feels weird, and you're just like, I just, I don't want to stay here. So oftentimes because society teaches us that it's polite Mm -hmm. to go through with something we chose whenever we chose it and not be in the present moment. So again, if you're somebody who wants to practice being in the present moment, (sighs) practice 
noticing how you feel and give yourself space to change your mind and notice Just notice how you feel. And this is really good. Notice those things. Notice if you said you were going to, you know, you consented to baking cookies for, you know, a raffle or something and you change your mind. Mm -hmm. We feel like we're going to let somebody down. We feel like that we're going to hurt their feelings. So what this does is it tells the body, I don't trust you to take care of me. I, 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 don't, I, I don't trust these signals that are being sent. I just, I don't trust me. That's, that's really what we're saying. Right. And again, that's okay. That's okay to have the experience of mistrust of self so that when we're ready, we can let that go and manifest trusting, self-trust. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, I feel like I want to ask you ladies for any input or any thoughts so far. I can think of a ton of stuff that I have consented to and that I have changed my mind. <laughs> and I feel like I've done it and I've been like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or I've made up an excuse on why I can't do it. Right? Because that's polite. But that's not being truthful. Right. And it, then I go back and I feel bad. And it's like when you eat a cupcake and you're like, the cupcake is so unhealthy. And then so you still eat it. And then you're like, oh, I'm so fat. I suck. Everybody's going to make fun of me. Like whatever you have, whatever that internal voice is. But yeah, I've consented to things and then gone back and not done it. And it's I've consented to things and then decided I don't want to do it and just told the person I don't feel like it. I'm not going to do it. And that reaction is kind of like, what is wrong with me that you don't want to do this? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like if the scenario... Thank you for doing that. No, thank you for for expressing that. I'm thrilled that that you've honored what your no was or not honored that you changed your mind. So keep going. Well, I was going to say, so what came up for me when you were saying the example about the three of us eating and then sitting there and being like, I don't want to do this anymore and getting up and leaving, like telling them I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to leave. My initial reaction would be like, why don't you want to hang out with me? You know what I mean? Because I feel like you internalize it so much like, Oh, it's gotta be something wrong with me. And then I feel like people get defensive well, you're just a bitch. You know what I mean? Like that whole defensive thing because you're honoring how you feel. Right. Agreed. So so what we end up doing, again, we feel like we don't, ha- we don't want to have to defend ourselves. Right. So we sit on our no. Yep. Or we sit on our change of our mind because it feels easier to turn ourselves down than to turn the other person down. And to disappoint other people, definitely. Yeah. Oh, so it's kind of like being over-responsible, responsible for something outside of ourself, which we can't control. We might project, project, you know, how they might feel or, or whatnot. 
And yet projection is just what something that we, we wouldn't know what that was if we didn't hold that vibration ourselves. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. And can I be really honest? <laughs> yes. This is such a Always. funny example, but I do this to my husband a lot and it makes me so sad. I'll be like, um, earlier in the day when everybody's awake and all this, I'll be like, yeah, we're going to have sex tonight. You know what I mean? And then when it comes to the time, I'm like, I don't want to, I'm so <laughs> tired. And then he's like, but, but, and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to. So I'm honoring my no. Right. Yeah. But then I have this level of guilt. Like ugh, I did say that we would have sex earlier, but so much has changed. And the kids were so bad. And like, I have all of these new responsibilities that I'm so freaking tired. So I think that just to bring it back to the sex topic, because I, I hope, well, I go through it. It doesn't matter if a lot of people go through it, but I go through it. Well, thank you for sharing that. And we totally, I was thinking the same thing that we'll bring this around to, to sex and, consent and boundaries around sex. Um, yeah. Can I so say something? So I love 100%. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny. Um, yeah. I, I actually like when – because as I mentioned, I work with Jody like privately, which is how I met her. And I remember when this was first introduced to me, this topic, it kind of blew my mind because like I've always heard about consent. It's like consent is sexy, like consent is sexy, you know, and I'm just like <clears throat> I remember seeing signs and seeing that campaign and people just saying that and being like, yeah, sure, okay. Like what's the big deal though? Like like I get it, but like what what do you, what do you mean like consent is sexy? And after like really learning about consent and the different types of consent, it like I said, it kind of blew my mind because I was like realizing like, wow, like consent is really all about your power, like being in your power, which is sexy. Like it is sexy when you actually decide and are in a decisive place. Like, yes, this is what I want. No, I do not want this. Mm-hmm. Not only because there's no confusion, right, which I think just leads to like weird energy anyway when you're kind of – you're confused and then the other person's confused and everyone's confused. But um, also because you're um, – so so it streamlines things and it can add to like the velocity of whatever it is that you're looking for, right? But then also it's just you really claiming like who you are and what you are and what you want. And even just this weekend actually, I forgot what day it was. I don't know what we were doing. But one day this weekend, I woke up and I felt really decisive. And it was – that's weird because I'm not normally so decisive. Like I'm normally kind of indecisive about many things, especially when it comes to my partnership, like especially because my partner is very decisive. He's very like he knows what he wants all the time. He knows exactly what he wants. And so it's – I also feel like when you're in a partnership like that, when there's one person who's very decisive, especially if – well, that's a blanket statement. I'm not going to say that. There's one person who really knows what they want. The other person can tend to default to not knowing what they want because then you're catering to what the other person wants, even if it's just about where you're going to go to eat. 
It's like if you know that person always knows and you're kind of like whatever, then it's just so much easier to be like, well, what do you want? Because you mm-hmm. know they're going to pick it. Then you don't have to pick it and then you can just kind of be this wishy-washy person and just not really have to decide anything. But what I realized and what I've been learning, you know, about myself is that um, that's actually not – even if, you know, maybe it's easier to be that way. Like it's not it's – not, it's not the same as being in your power. It's not the same as making the decision too. And I think there's another thing that comes up, which is like, well, if I make a, if I'm really decisive and this other person is really decisive and our decisions don't match, what's going to happen yep. then? And it's like, I think that's a idea that we have, but it's actually, you know, well, anyway, so cutting back to this weekend, I woke up and I was in this really, really decisive mood. Like, I don't know why, but I just was felt really in my zone and it was like anything my partner asked me, I was like this. And he mm. was like, okay. And then like the next thing happened, I was like, no, I want to do that. And he was like, I love this. Like where is this decisiveness <laughs> coming from? Like I love it. You're making – he's like, you don't even hesitate on that. Like you knew exactly what you wanted. Okay. You know, and it was about simple things, like very simple things. But like I said, normally for me, even simple things, I'm kind of just wishy-washy on. So – um, and I actually kind of forgot about this until this moment, but it felt so good to just make those decisions and be like, this is what I want. And then it felt even better to see the way that my partner responded to me because, like I said, I think we had this like preconceived or this idea or maybe I had this idea that if I was decisive, I would like shake things up or rock the boat or like it would cause conflict. But in actuality, like me being decisive was actually like a turn on for my partner too Mm -hmm. because it's like all right like we know what we're doing here there's power here like and we both feel and we both feel good right um but i was gonna say something else about consent um but yeah i guess and then just going back to consent you know in general i feel like i never realized how much um just going back to like that kind of indecisiveness like how much i am like that in my life and how it does lead to a lot of unhappiness, you know, and how um, and how important it is, how important mm-hmm. it is to be like authoritative over ourselves and what we want. And that's that's all I had to share. Woo! That was fantastic. Way to go! <laughs> Way to stand in your power and be decisive and honor how decisive you felt. Because you could have, again, you could have go. I'm always wishy washy. What is he going to think? I'd better hold in this decisiveness and not express it because he's the decisive one. What if I show, you know, something that I'm not and you did it. And yes. Yeah. Way to go. Thanks. Celebration. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about, um, I think, Something that often happens in relationships is what's called blanket consent. Mm. And blanket consent means, you know, it tends to happen, you know, the the relationship builds and, and, you know, you become sexual. And it's almost like there's no going back from that. And all of a sudden, it's just a blanket consent. Sex is on the table. We Sex is on the table from the first time. And it's just there unless you know you've stayed otherwise but I think it's very easy to get into a blanket consent situation where it's never asked do you know or 
or it's assumed um, because you're in a sexual relationship and why wouldn't you? And, and you're my partner and let's have sex. And, and maybe, maybe on occasion you might not feel in the mood, but the expectation is, and maybe there's also expectation about how sex unfolds and what it looks like and who leads. And, you know, it's, yeah. and there's, there's nothing bad about that at all. Nothing bad. Blanket consent can be kind of easy and fun and free and and whatnot until it's not. Yeah. That's what I was going to say about consent. Sorry. That's what blew my mind was like my entire life. I thought when I was in a relationship with someone, it's like, oh, well, like it's just automatic. Like you – there's no – saying no there's no and if you're not in the mood like this is how I perceived it if I'm not in the mood like something's wrong with me you know because Mm -hmm. like we're I'm like you said blanket consent it's like I've always thought of it like if the other person wants to have sex we're in a relationship it's just it's like I said it's just an automatic thing it never occurred to me that it's like oh, maybe there's times when you want you actually want to say no. Maybe there's times when you actually don't want to engage with your partner. But before that, I couldn't even conceive of it. And it's really interesting because it's like, yeah, it's just like any experience you have, you know? But I think because we think of these partnerships in these very codependent – we've been used to thinking of them in these very codependent ways, it's almost like, well, I don't – you, you can't even think about saying no sometimes because you, again, how is that going to affect the other person? What are they going to think? They're going to think something's wrong with – this is how I've perceived it for a while. They're going to think something's wrong. They're going to think something's – you don't love them anymore. They're going to – you know? And it's like just a realization that that's – that there's another – that that's not true and that there's a whole other way to approach it um, and just like that there doesn't necessarily have – you know? blanket consent. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really interesting. The the first time I heard of someone and I, it's kind of on the topic, but, uh, the first time I heard of like not consent during a marriage, I was very young. I was probably 20, 21, something like that. And I remember I was at like one of those sex toy parties Mm -hmm. and the lady there said, will this help when my husband wants to have sex and I don't. And the lady was like, the lady selling it was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, it hurts a lot for me to have sex after my kid. And so what my husband says is, hold on, this will only take a minute. Hmm. And I was just like, this does not sound healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no enjoyment here. And everybody was kind of quiet and the energy changed very quickly in the room. But that's the first time that I really got introduced to, holy shit, this can happen like when you're in a relationship. You Mm -hmm. can essentially like be raped in a relationship where it's you're not enjoying it. You don't want to do it. And you're either guilted into it or forced into it. Right. Right. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's just like I feel shivers down, you know, my shoulder blades. It's just like. Wow. Yeah. And now I want to say again, on a soul level, we all manifest things for our own purposes and for our own reasons. And so manifesting, giving your power away is 
in essence, you know, you could do that for an entire lifetime so that you know what it's like to stand in your power and take your power back. So if anybody has that experience, there's nothing wrong with you and you're not broken. And that's, that's just where you're at. It's okay to be exactly where you're at because you never have to stay anywhere any longer than you choose or want to. There's always ways to shift and move. So thanks for sharing that experience of, you know, at that toy party and, and, um, you know, being really young and hearing that, you know, kind of that, that, you know, grin and bear it sort of thing. I mean, that's a term used in a lot of, you know, in, in sports and, you know, all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. ignore the signals that your body's giving, (laughs) go, go for the, give it for the team, one for the team. Right. And, and again, nothing wrong with that. It's just an experience. If you want, if you're ready to have the experience of being certain, being sure, knowing what you want, asking for what you want, you can have that too. So I feel like um, I want to talk a little bit about um, how boundaries happen and, and how when we're kids, how they did a study on kids at a playground and they studied kids who played on a playground um, where there was a fence a distinct boundary. And they studied kids who played on a playground where there was no boundary, there was no fence. And the kids where there was no fence, do you know where they played on the playground? No. They played all in in close in the center and most of the playground went untouched, Mm. unplayed. Then they, then they noticed that the kids who had a, a boundary, had the fence, they played full out. They played, they, the kids actually played around the fence mm. because it was safe. They knew where the boundary was and boundaries create safety. Yeah. Yeah. They, they knew they couldn't, that was the no, there's no going past this line. So you can play, you can play full out when you've got the boundary. Right. So, so what happens when, okay. So it reminds me just real quick, a quick metaphor. It yes. reminds me, have you seen those giant trampolines, but they have the like nets around them? Yes. It's like, if you didn't have the net, you'd be like timidly like bouncing. But like, cause you have the net, you could go like real high and do like crazy things. Cause you know, something will be there to catch you. Anyway. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. You're not gonna completely really get harmed or hurt. Yeah. From this, yeah. So in that example, um, so what do we do when we don't, when we're playing as adults? We we often don't even know where the boundary is because the boundary as adults tends to be nonverbal because we don't have any communication. We don't have any way of speaking about this. So what do we do? We shut down. We close ourselves off. We contract in. We pull back. Just like the kids on the playground, they pull back in. They create their own safety net, this sort mm-hmm. of imaginary boundary that nobody talks about. Just like we, so as adults, we have these imaginary nonverbal boundaries. And, the, and we play, we shut down, we close ourselves off. 
And that's just how we respond. That's, that's, it's kind of almost ingrained in us from being little when there's no boundaries, whether it's around sex, whether it's around playing on the playground, whether it's around anything. Also, sorry, but yes. I don't know if it was you or Colleen, our last monthly expert, um, who is an expert on relationships, but someone was talking about um, how – I think it was Colleen. She was talking about how when, for example, if your parents like gave you free range – which mine did when I was younger, like when they would come on the weekends because that was the only time I saw them, they'd be like, okay, you can do whatever you want to do, anything. What do you want to do? I would shut down and freak out. And I still do when I have that much space. It kind of freaks me out like because it feels like so much – oh, you could do anything? Like it feels good to have some sort of container. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a really good word, a container. In fact – for sex play, that's what I teach around is how to create containers, how to have safety in your play, whether it's full on. And when we talk about sex, then again, there's what's your definition of sex, right? So that's why I like to talk about play or sex play because it does it because I think when we or at least I used to, I used to think when we're talking about sex, we're talking about intercourse. That's or, what I, or genital play or, and yet sex is so much more than what Ambie grew up with, what I grew up with, what probably most of us grew up with. Mm-hmm. So, so basically when we don't have boundaries, we play in the safety zone because we've been taught. That's all we've been taught. And so we stay in the middle and we don't play full out because like Alexa said, it's just too scary. So thinking back to, um, you know, playing on the playground where there's no fence, you know, what happens when the ball gets kicked and it goes out into the street, right? You're still, you're you're a kid. You're still focused on the ball. You're focused on the play. You have no thought to, to what's going on. You run out of the ball, run out, you know, after the ball, you could die, right? Mm -hmm. You could get hit by a car. You could trip and really hurt yourself. Things could happen, right? Somebody else could get your ball and take it, and the game's over, right? So, again, with a boundary, you know how far you can play. You know where the line is. So you can get all the way up to the boundary, and the boundary, again, is your no. And it allows your sex session, your play session, for you to play full out according to what the boundary is. Hmm. You can play all the way up to that line. And that's why boundaries and consent are so important. So I, um, one thing that I have um, that I work with my clients um, on is a communication checklist. And that is a way to set a container around a play session and, and basically, it's a list of, of activities, and it's a list of type of touches, um, and there's a column for yes, a column for no, and a column for maybe. And each person fills it out, and you only do what everybody says yes to. 
Mm. If somebody's a maybe, you're not trying to change their maybe into a yes, a maybe is always no. Think of it this way. If you're not a fuck yes or a hell yes to something, you're a maybe or a no. Mm. You can always become a yes later. Okay, so another thing. Okay, so we talked about changing our minds, talked about saying yes, saying no. And if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you're a yes to, start off by being a fuck no to everything. Maybe find one thing that you feel like you're a fuck yes to or a hell yes to. Start there. It doesn't have to, you don't have to, you know, like Alexa said, have, have it. Everything's available. Everything's possible. Pull that shit back in, create a boundary, create a hell of a big boundary and practice just that with that. So, so the checklist allows you to determine how long you're going to play for. Um, and then you go through the list. So, so there's no confusion. There's clarity about how long, you know, that way I don't perceive or expect, oh, I thought we were going to play for 30 minutes. Well, shit, I thought we were going to play for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's all be on the same page about how long we're going to play for. And, and let's talk about what we want to do. You know, are we going to have, is intercourse on the table or not? Um, penetration. Penetration can mean lots of things. It could mean with body parts. It could mean with toys. Um, can I ask you a question? Yes. <laughs> so, so quiet and reserved. <laughs> it's going to be a good question, Jody. I'm excited. Go for it, Alexa. So when you're doing these like play sessions or you're setting these boundaries or whatever, so where does like – coming come into it like orgasm sorry i'm sorry orgasm yes orgasm because here's something that i think of when i think of the definition of sex like my my the definition i've had for the majority of my life has been penetration and somebody is orgasming and when the orgasm happens it's done so okay yeah thank you yeah so where does So, so the point of a play session is, well, it can be any point. It can just be, I want to play with you. Will you play with me? And, you know, let's, let's play. It can be, I don't know what I like, and I'd like to try out this, this, and this. Mm. Um, It could be, wow, we're, you know, we, you know, every session we've done this, this, and this. I feel like I want to take this one off this time. Again, it's the 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 checklist gives you something. It's a communication tool is what it is. You don't have to remember it. It's all on the list. And then there's space for you to add your own things that are specific to your relationship, that are specific to you or your partner. And... And how amazing is that? Just something to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, then you get into to types of sensation, like, like things that are, are soft or things that are scratchy, like 
I don't want any of that, you know, or I, I only want things that are stinging, you know, I only want, you know, spanking maybe, or, um, you can only use, you know, your hand and it can only in this area of my bottom or, you know, my inner thigh or on my feet or gosh, wherever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a communication tool. Cool. I like that. So is this something that like – so everyone listening, if someone wants to try this, they just write down all the things and then have their partner write down all the things? Is it an actual checklist like that you can like find and print out or – Yes. Um, so anybody's listening to this, if you want the checklist, um, contact me. And in the subject line, just say communication tool or uh, checklist. Um, and I would also specify Inner Bloom podcast so I know exactly who you are and cool. how you heard about this. Do you- so I know exactly what checklist you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one. Um, <laughs> do you want to also, you know, um, mention again you're still are you still doing the 10 the 10 sessions i've been yeah. hearing from even more people just last night i heard from someone's like oh my god i'm going to do a whole weekend with jody i'm literally flying there this is so out of my comfort zone but i'm doing it <laughs> and i was like go go girl hell yeah she's like i, I can't know believe exactly it. what you're talking about yeah. yes and um uh i to me confidentiality rules so i you ever the yes. person knows who they are so yes, yes. yeah and that's just one of and, many i'm yes. just saying i just keep hearing and this is like the people are it just makes me happy because it makes me it feels like like even just that person saying like this is so out of my comfort zone but i am do they're pumped like so pumped and i'm just like that is awesome because like this is you know like just you, like your energy, I think the way that you approach the subject, it makes other people realize that they can, that sex is not something that has to be a secret or shameful or dirty or any of these things that we've been told, like that it can be exciting and fun and you can talk about it openly and that you can have support and, you know, and that there's so much to discover. And so, I just think it's really – it makes me happy because it just feels like people are really getting, like, lit up about this. So, yeah. Yay. Oh, my gosh. That makes me so happy too. I And everybody who has done a call with me, like, you guys are amazing. It's been just blow the roof off, amazing conversations, amazing vulnerability, amazing openness. Um, I just – I it's it's – Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing everything and and asking your questions and expressing your curiosity and for wanting to to have the best fucking sex life you've ever had. Right? Amen. Yes. And so I so yes, uh, just real quick, um as I have in all the other episodes, I'm so excited to offer 10 free sessions with me to not 10 free sessions to 10 people. I'm offering one session with me um, for free. 
<laughs> Got to clarify, right? Yes. Yeah. Fine that print. Fine true. print. <laughs> and so if, if, if you, if you want to have a conversation with me about sex, about your sex life, um, send me a message and in the, um, subject line, you can just simply say inner bloom punk podcast. And so this I'm offering just for inner bloomers. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Perfect. My pleasure. Well, this has been awesome. <laughs> Are we already at the end of our time? <laughs> kind of. Kind it's been 45 of. minutes. Is there, is there more? Is there something else that you wanted to get across about the subject? I don't think so. Is there anything else? I kind of feel like um, – so the only thing – we could talk about is boundaries according to the blueprints. Oh, I like that idea. Okay. Hold on. I've got like a little sheet with it all listed out. If you will pause for a moment, I will grab that. Sure. Okay. So how to talk about consent in the blueprints. So let's talk about energetics. Okay, so they need an energetic level of consent. So, so if you're like pretending that you're giving, I mean, they're going to feel it, right? So mm. on an energetic level, you need to be in tune, in alignment with what your consent, what your boundaries are. They want you to communicate how you're feeling, because they can feel it. They just want you to be fucking honest. Mm. How are you feeling? Be honest. If you're a no, be no. If you're a maybe, be no. Oh, the other thing that is a no is silence. Have you ever asked somebody yes. a question and they gave you silence? Silence is a no. It's just a nonverbal no. Mm -hmm. Always <laughs> treat silence as a no. How to talk about consent in the blueprints, energetics, back way up. <laughs> back the fuck way up and give them some space. Yeah. Um, energetics, um, if they feel like their boundaries are crossed, they may say something like, no one ever touched me, but I felt violated. Hmm. Yeah. And they, again, they can feel and notice energy. They may say, I, I don't like that man or that woman. I don't like their energy. Hmm. They just, they, they, they know. So when you're talking about consent, it's about energy. It's about feelings because the energetic can feel them. Okay. So talking about consent in the sensual blueprint that has to, sensuals typically like blanket consent. They're the ones that are the cuddly, huggy, you know. They just want to, to like mold to, your, to their body, to yours. They don't want to, they, they would like a blanket consent to say, you can touch everywhere or you can touch everywhere, but, you know, my hair or my feet, you know, I'm ticklish behind my knees, anywhere but there. As long as they know, they, they would typically like more of a blanket consent because they, they don't want to go. Can I touch your arm? Can, I mean, cause they just want to just go to town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just touch everyone. 
<laughs> so they love to touch other people. They love to be close. Um, sensuals tend to have a lot of consent accidents. They tend to like, oh, oh shit, I didn't ask consent. And they're already, you know, all over. And they're, I mean, they just, they tend to have those accidents. And accidents happen. Consent violations happen. Boundaries get violated. We all do it. I do it. Alexa does it. Ambie does it. We all do it. Because oftentimes people don't even know where the ba- that they even have a boundary till it gets crossed, right? I I violated. This sounds terrible. Wait, I need to find a different way to say it. I was gonna say, Ambie, your son Riley. I'm always like, hi, Riley, and I like grab him oh, and yeah. hug him, and he's just like, he's just like, like a board, like. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you don't like hugs. I totally forgot. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try to remember right. next time. I literally violate that kid's boundaries all the time. I'll be like, you don't want a hug? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you're going to get one anyway because I'm your mom. And he's like, oh. But I mean, I'm trying to be better. Like about things that that he really doesn't want to do, I'm listening. Okay, I'm being better. I'm growing up. He's helping me grow up. But like hugging, you're going to get a hug, kid. Like get over it. (laughs) You're You're getting loved on, little boy. And actually, he's like, that was pretty girls, just so you know. Heads up on that one. (laughs) So he may be an energetic. And the reason they tend to say no is because when you're stepped back up, you're already touching them. Their Mm. field is all the way out there. You're already giving them. So can I give you, if you're interested, Amy, can I give you a suggestion? You could say something like, okay, how to make a request. Um, energetics, again, feel like, and I think shapeshifters do feel like they're always giving. Um, or people are trying to take things that they don't want to give. Um, so like- a good way to, to, to make a request is to say, may I give you a hug. You can also say, will you give me a hug? I do say that to him. And he does do that. Most of the time he'll give me a hug if if I ask for it. Yeah. So this is what, this is just for me. I'm not saying anyone else has to do this, but I kind of realized that ultimately in the end, I love hugs. I'm, I'm a, I love hugs. I mean, I'll hug about anybody unless my energetic comes up full force and I'm like, nope, I just, you know, the energy doesn't feel right. And I just say no. So I love hugs, but I realized not everybody else did. And so my way of making it as friendly and as welcoming as possible, instead of asking for them to give it to me, I would ask, can I give you a hug? Because ultimately, that's really what I wanted. I didn't give a shit that they gave me a hug. I really cared that I could give them a hug. So I changed my verbiage to be, to always saying, may I give you a hug? And interestingly enough, um, I have a nephew who my brother says, oh, he doesn't like anybody to touch him. He doesn't want anybody to give hugs. He doesn't like hugs. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this kid knows what he wants. And so when I... Anytime our families get together or I'm around him, 
I have distance from us, you know, like five feet or something. I don't get up too close to him when I make the request. I, I'm, I make sure that I'm, oh. I'm far enough back away. And I, I say to him, may I give you a hug? And my energy that is projecting feels that I will always receive a no or a yes. And I don't have any attachment to his answer. And in fact, I, I almost come from a, a, a vibration of it's okay to say no. I don't say it, but my very vibration is it's okay to say no. You don't have to accept this. And invariably, from the moment I was aware that he would probably tell me no, and I asked him anyways, feeling like that's okay with me, 100% of the time he gives me a hug. Yeah. And my brother says, wow, he doesn't hug anybody. And I go, that's because I have no expectation that he has to. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think yeah. one time, I think actually I take it back. I think there was one time where he said no. And I just, I just said, okay, great. And I turned around and walked away. This is the power of no. I can trust your yes when I've heard your no. Mm. Yeah. If somebody says, yes, 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 yes. Ha- don't you start to question, do they really, you know, You're just do they yes really do? Yes. Do, mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're, they don't, doesn't that, it never feels good to go, oh, they're just saying yes because they don't want to hurt my feelings. None of us yeah. want that. We want, we want authentic yeses. And you can always trust your partner's no. You can trust their yes more when you've heard their no. Okay, so actually, this is something. Okay, let me get through these and then I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, okay, so, so sensuals, the conversation around consent, they can say things like, How much can I touch you? When can I touch you? How do you want me to touch you? Okay, sexuals, um, consent cleanup. They tend, they tend to not think about a consent conversation. They just, again, a lot of conversation about sex or why or how or consent is just sexuals need it. It's almost like air to them. So why would you ever discuss or, or, or ask to, to breathe air? I mean, don't we all need that? You know, that's the way the sexual things, right? Yeah. So what, what you can say to them or what a sexual can say around consent, they can say it like this. Is it okay if I do X, Y, and Z? So that it doesn't for sexuals, they tend to not want a really long, drawn-out consent conversation. So you can kind of get to the chase, get to the point, cut to the chase, get to the point by saying, is it okay if I do this? And then just tell them what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Kinkies. Okay, kinkies. Um we, we haven't covered this, but there's something called consensual non-consent or non-consent, consensual non-consensual. That's where 
I would like to pretend that you override my boundaries. I um, would like to have the experience of, have you ever, um, so in the, the kink world, they tend to have like um, code words or safety words. Mm -hmm. You know, some common ones are, are yellow and red. Yellow means, whoa, you're getting almost to my boundary. And red is like, stop right now. Stop. Mm -hmm. So, and green is like, please more. Mm. So, so p you've heard people, you know, oh, my safety word is, you know, and it's a joke, right? So that means that in play, no doesn't mean your boundary. The boundary becomes red. The boundary becomes marshmallow. The boundary becomes whatever it is you choose so that you can play around with the boundaries because that's exciting to that blueprint. Mm. So that's consensual where you both consent that it's a non-consensual scene or session. And kink, so, so you definitely want to have a container. Kinkies need containers. We all need containers, all need boundaries. So they tend to do well with blanket consent. They also may need consent cleanup because again, they may violate a boundary or discover a boundary that they didn't know they have. So there may be consent cleanup that needs to happen. So things you can ask again with kinkies is how much can I touch you? Again, when can I touch you? How do you want me to touch you? And is it okay if I do X, Y, and Z? So you can have these conversations again, if you have like a checklist that sometimes makes these conversations easy, easier. And then, you know, if you don't have a checklist, you know, you, you can still have the conversation. So then shapeshifters there again, they can speak all of the, the, all the blueprints. So they may be, their energetic may be forefront. They may need, um, you know, this type of container that, you know, central might be, and they might be, have very loose, you know, consent violations and, and that, and they might be in their sexual, they might be in their kinky. Shapeshifters always is best to just create a safety container, just always create a container. So then they can verbalize what, by by the by the container that they agree to, they're they're kind of stepping forward with where they're they are in their blueprint. Maybe it's all of them in there and they want a lot of different sensation and a lot of different play. Or maybe that night they just want all sensual. Maybe that night they want all sexual. But the next time it might be they they don't want anything to do with sexual or whatever they had last time, they want something completely different. So it's just just having a safety container every time that that you're that a shape shifter plays allows them to tune in to where they are right in the moment, what blueprint they're at, you know, what their stack looks like if if they feel like they've got all the blueprints that they want filled or fulfilled in that session. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I like it. Any any questions or Well, my questions would lead us into a whole other thing, but I feel like um the questions that I have and I feel like listeners might be asking this too is like 
well, what if I'm this and another person is this? How do these boundaries and consent kind of play together if like one person, for example, energetic, like it's almost like the on one end where it's like really needs like the space, really needs the conversation actually. And then you have like the sexual who really Mm -hmm. doesn't want to have it. Like really, that's actually almost like basically a turnoff from what I'm like hearing you say. Yes. Okay, real quick. Sorry, what – how are we on time? I totally don't have any – It's 5.47 our time. It's oh. 3.47 your time. Awesome. Okay, I have another call. I actually have a call with my coach. Nice. Oh, cool. So here's a tip. If you have, if you're coaching with somebody and they aren't being coached, they don't have their own coaches. What the fuck are they wanting you to hire them for, or <laughs> yeah. have you work with them for? I mean, yeah, I know. I, I just like know. the way you say it. I love the the way you throw around the word fuck. It's so awesome. It's my favorite, and it makes me giggle. I don't know why. Like I curse too, but every time you curse, Jody, I'm like, <laughs> she's so <laughs> emphatic about it. So excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah. So, so I have like 10 more minutes. Yeah. So actually I, I'm glad you asked that question because part of me right before you asked it was like, I think this is going to be the conversation for the next um, episode. Um, So, so what happens when you're an energetic and your partner's a sexual, what happens if you're a kinky and your partner's a sensual? What happens if you're a shapeshifter and your partner's a sexual? What happens? What happens if you've got two energetics? What happens? You know, what? Ha- so let's look at compatibility. And okay, any. So, so we'll definitely talk about that next time. Any, any further questions? Any? Yes. No, I, no further questions. No further questions. I think this is a good place to leave off. This was, this is an awesome episode. Um, and I think like packed with a lot of, I'm, I'm excited to hear what people think of this episode because I think this topic in particular is like much more dense than people think, you Mm -hmm. know? Like much, you can and go way deeper than you're thinking you can with it. Oh my God. We, we actually touched on just this much of consent and, and violations. You know, what about consent coercion where someone tries to get you to, ch- to, to yeah. change your no to a yes? Um, what does that look like? And then you've got, you know, that, yeah, there's so And that much plays still- into like real life too where it's like that's what sales is <laughs> yeah that's why we don't like sales people yeah yes. but like that's I've what that is one of those <laughs> yeah no I mean like I I've been one of those people that's like well I know you don't think you need this yeah. but you do yeah. so <laughs> nobody likes those people yeah so so that so I I I, I agree. I think it's a, a really deep subject. And yet I feel like we covered a good amount of this. And yeah, I'm excited what people think too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for coming on. Oh, and, oh yeah. Sorry. When I 
this just popped in my mind. I didn't give my email address for people who want yeah. to reach mm-hmm. out to me. Go ahead. Um, transform at gmail.com. J-O-D-I-E-N-E-W-E-L-L-T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M at gmail.com. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes as we always do. So definitely reach out to Jody if you haven't already and got a free session and see what's possible. Um, Jody, thanks so much for being awesome, being fucking awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and right back at you. <laughs> and yeah, we will see you next Friday, which will be our last one, I think. This is our fourth one, so that'll be yeah. our last one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, everyone, let us know what you think. You can join our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, um, and you know, talk to us. That's where we all talk about what's going on with the episodes, and um, and hope you all have the most beautiful. Is it Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, yes. Memorial Day weekend. Yep. I always get those confused. Memorial Labor Day. I don't know. Memorial Me Day too. weekend, and we love you so much. Bye, everybody. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an 